Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. The videos are brought to you by uh, the comic books that we make. They're also brought to you by uh, the Patreon and our biggest supporters at the King Kayfaber level. Uh, get to see all our videos before anybody else and they're watching us record this live stream in person. But the we are working cartoonists. You're looking at a bibliography of all of our stuff. 2023 is going to be a big year. Jimmy has Street Angel Princess of Poverty uh, that is forthcoming uh, sooner than later, collecting the rest of his uh, Street Angel comics that have not yet uh, made an image release. It's going to be a great companion piece with his Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive comic. He has Hulk Grand Design out in the wild. Scoop that up. Those things are selling fast, so get it sooner than later or else you're going to regret it. Plain James is out there and a bunch of other comics you're going to be able to find from from good old Jimmy. I have uh, the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus going to come out in 2023, collecting all of the Hip Hop Family Tree comics. We're talking over 500 pages worth of stuff. It's everything I ever drew for Hip Hop Family Tree, and it's going to equal about 140 pages of extras that are not in the first four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. Uh, there are four volumes of the individual Hip Hop Family Tree volumes out there. Red Room is the comic I'm working on these days. We're offering a new Red Room miniseries for 2023. Red Room Crypto Killers 1 is able to be ordered by your stores right now. This is the cover that you'll see on the stands when you go to the comic shop in May when the book comes out. And you can know I got my ringers uh, to hook me up with very cool variant covers. Peach Momoko did this ghastly one. If you take a look at all the, all the mess going on inside that mask right there. Jimmy by way of Rob Liefeld. Here's a sketch cover that uh, anybody's going to be able to order uh, off the bat. So get these suckers, uh, draw some cool shit, and tag Cartoonist Kayfabe in it. This is my variant for uh, Red Room. Two volumes of that are out there. Every story completely self-contained. X-Men Grand Design is another comic I have on the stands. Three volumes of that. Now that we're done paying the bills, I believe uh, we might have got this from Scott Strong. You know, ask not what Cartoonist Kayfabe can do for you. Ask what you could do for Cartoonist Kayfabe. And uh, we get lots of cool mail. And when this issue of Heavy Metal came through with this tag right here, good stuff here, we had to see what that is. And it's the Jack Kirby Lord of Light concept artwork that he did in 1978, which was then used by the CIA to get a bunch of, I guess, would-be hostages out of out of Iran. Oh, they were hostages. They, they were, were in there for like 100 days, I think, right? Like a long time. In like Maybe a, a year. In the Canadian embassy, right? No? I don't know where they were held, but I mean, they were there a long time against their will. The movie Argo, yes. by, uh, the, with, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Ben, ben Affleck. Yes, <laughs> not Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, uh, is, is the, plays the CIA agent that uh, gets those hostages out of there. And this is a piece showing off the concept artwork for Lord of Light. It's by Barry Ira Geller, who was the producer of that film. Uh, the original book was a uh, Roger Zelazny story, won, won the Hugo for it, Lord of Light. And Barry got into the mind's state of wanting to become a, a movie producer. Uh, got the rights to the book and independently uh, set to work. He wanted to create a theme park that would generate the funds to produce the movie. And he had Kirby do all this concept work. Uh, he was a comic book reader as a kid, really responded to the Marvel age of uh, comics, the Stan and Jack stuff, big Fantastic Four fan, and he was commissioning guys to make these pieces of art 
do it like Kirby does. And then he realized, oh, I could just get Kirby to do it. The forthcoming pieces that we're going to see uh, are those pieces that they that they generated together with some of uh, uh, Barry Ira Giller's original ideas and concepts and things. But uh, up front, man, did you see Errol Morris's new interview show with that CIA spy? This is how these people found out that their work was co-opted by the CIA for that Argo mission. And you can watch this TV show. It's called Little Gray Men. It's from uh, Errol Morris's uh, first person uh, television show. It's even up on his damn, uh, his own YouTube channel. And they talk with some CIA dude who's talking about his early, his early, you know, schemes and shit like that, dressing up like a girl to go to a dance and stuff. And they talked about the whole Argo thing. This, this artwork was not drawn, like, Kirby was not scammed by the CIA to right. make this artwork. Uh, that is what a lot of people do think, but this was an independent thing that was just kind of dead on the vine. Production hell, whatever you call it. Yeah, it makes me wonder if this would have been like some of Kirby's first film work. Sure. Uh, even if it wasn't ultimately used by the film industry. <laughs> we know how that goes when you send your NDAs, exactly man. The right. amount of stuff that, that, that you know we and our friends have done that we can never talk about. Every artist I know has done some work like that. You know, we've done it and you just never see it again and you don't think about it. And All you of our work could be part of a CIA scam. And like, you, how would you know that part? Yeah, and you don't own it. Right. Uh, co copyright Barry Ira Geller Productions. He probably paid a, a decent penny to, to have Kirby, you know, draw, draw this stuff. Kirby goes wild on this shit. But development hell, the guy on the documentary series was talking about how you have to create... I forget exactly what he called it, but it's basically a cover. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to go perform a mission and say you get caught or you get questioned, you have to create a, a plausible setup where if this authority figure grabs you and calls a number, the person on the other line has to say, oh yeah, they're just scouting for a film or whatever. They set up on like the Columbia lot. They got a hold of this dusty old screenplay and concept art. And I guess maybe the palette was like, hey, it's a it's an arid looking palette. We'll go we'll go out there and uh, pretend to be s scouting locations. Yeah, and you and I talked about this this week after watching the the interview with the spy and stuff, and speculated like Kirby may have taken gone to the grave without knowing that this was used this way. He one thousand percent absolutely did because Barry Ira Geller discovered it from the TV show Roz Never Knew. It was the year 2000 when that uh, when that uh, show came out. Kirby dies in 93. Roz dies just a few years after that. So, I mean, the title of this video should be something like, we know a secret about Kirby that he never knew about himself, or Kirby got used by everybody, including the CIA. But with all this information that got declassified, we officially know something about Jack Kirby that he never knew about himself. And that is a wild concept to think about. It really is. And also, um, this has a very good ending, right? It saved a bunch of people's lives. Yeah. It could just as equally have been used as some kind of propaganda and, and you know, used, used for forces of dark, let's say. Like, it's very nice that this has the good ending it does, but it does make me wonder what else is out there and has been, like... Uh, Co-opted. Yeah, and, and used for who knows what. Yeah, yeah. It's been proven that comic book imagery is very effective, in as a teaching tool and things like that so we so we know that there have been propaganda comics out there certainly chick tracts have their propagandistic bend that's and very true they're the most 
you know, widely circulated comics on, on the on this planet. At least that guy's aware of what he's doing, though. It's not like somebody got them and. Well, he's doing his own CIA operation. <laughs> right, you know yeah. what I'm saying, man. But but it is it is fascinating, and certainly when you watch the uh, the the Errol Morris interview. Uh, it only created more questions. Well, how do you just get a lot on, on the Columbia, you know, studio premises? And how do you just make that happen? So, like, everybody's in bed with everybody. Yes. Uh, I think I think Michael Bay does stuff for the Army so that he get tanks and shit like that for his movies at a cheap price. And Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer, I think, was big for that. At this point, I guess Tom Cruise is. You know, you don't get to you don't get to make these airplane movies without. Um, oh, it's crazy! Getting, I was a, getting sign offs. I was a, I was an extra in in a flick where they uh, had military uniforms and stuff, and they and they have actual guys from the military, straight up PTSD fucks, straight like with the blink, with the scary gaze and the blink and stuff, just making making sure that you're not disrespecting the uniform, and in the stands, it was a bunch of gay boys from 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 the art school. In, in military outfits doing like seductive movements to each other and this guy was fucking flipping it's still early in the days of that don't ask don't tell type shit look at how wild this is as an illustration like these giant faces that this i don't even know what is sitting on and then tiny little people walking around like this is some huge monument yeah and and <laughs> i think park like what like, is the story how do you build that Unbelievable. And, and, and is this is this us so you're gonna build this thing? Yeah. Uh, Barry Geller t talks about how for architects and things, it was just a nightmare. Like when Kirby's oh, generated sure. these pieces, they're just like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, there's a reason this film got shut down. <laughs> they took one look at this and were like, $300 million budget? In 1970. Yeah. <laughs> um, how Jim Woodring-esque is this particular illustration, <laughs> knowing that in, se in the late 70s, I mean, when do they work together at Ruby Spears? Early 80s? Like, it's not right. too far off. Yes, yes. And it is worth noting that these are sept, I believe, just for this issue. Like, I, like I've like i seen these drawings and with, like, the uh, like the Kirby Doc Martin dies and stuff like that. So this is, like, there's extra work done for this issue. Were these released as blacklight posters at some point, too? I think, like, some of them may have been, like, a heavy metal limited release. San yes, that, Comic -Con that, or something that's, like that. that's this. And uh, it's one of those things, man. This Barry Geller guy is... That's all this is, is promoting these prints. And Barry Geller's getting money. And Kirby's getting nothing, you know? Yeah. He, he got his work for higher page rate. So, like, that, that continues the theme of everybody uses Jack Kirby. I like the color on this page a lot. I think it's reasonably faithful to the colors that I've seen Kirby do when he goes really, really nuts with his Doc Martens. Yeah. You know, because he will, he is not afraid to use every color. I love it. Uh, this is not gray or brown. Sure. We're not seeing any of that stuff here. This, this is the one that I, f I feel like I always remember, you know, with the different platforms and towers and shit. Like, yeah, how, how you gonna build this thing? And it seems awfully ambitious for this Barry Geller guy to be like, oh, we'll just like, yeah, create a theme park. Like at least Walt Disney had, you know, sleeping, like a uh, Snow White came out to bring money in. This guy's starting from a place of zero and is like, yeah, I'm going to um, have a theme park and we're going to do a movie. Yeah, I always think of that whenever you hear these scams, like I want to be a movie maker and here's how I'm going to fund it. I'm going to build a theme park. It's like, dude, you're talking about doing something that's almost impossible. Two times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But there are these guys, like, you could separate people from their money. I think about that Lou Pearlman guy who created, like, Backstreet Boys and, and all that, and, and how he got pinched for having, like, a fake airline scam to the point where he had a little model built and is, like, snapping the photos, holding it up into the sky. Like, what kind of, I guess, out there in Glittertown, there are probably some near Alzheimer's 
very rich people that you could probably talk out of their loot. The thing is, like, you can find people who have done this, have gone, like, some circuitous route and done the hardest version of this. I think of Philip Smith, it's like, I'm going to learn Japanese, and then I'm going to go become a mangaka, and he did it. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to be outlandish in, in your ideas, like, like, this feels a little bit, maybe you're trying, aiming a little too high. Yeah. But you can find these people who actually accomplish these amazing dreams. Totally. But there it is, man. We know secrets about Jack Kirby that he doesn't, he never knew about himself. It was so cool when this story kind of was, was breaking. It was like, unbelievable. Like, like as the movie was ramping up, you would hear about this story and it was like one of those great entertaining comic book stories. Yeah, it was in... And um, it was unbelievable, bef yeah. Before the movie, like well before the movie, I had no knowledge of uh, the Errol Morris thing, but I did have a subscription to Wired Magazine did the first grand piece about that uh in the early 2000s i was still working at the uh, at the call center i believe man uh so that was like the first big piece and it was like one cool to to read about jack kirby in, in wired magazine two like it just felt too outlandish like the whole cia piece felt super outlandish man uh but what a great way to just take a look at uh you know this great concept art um it is really interesting to see it presented this way. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have some context for it, too. And it should be presented in comics somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? It's the it's a Jack Kirby story. So, like, let's get it out there. Yeah, and for those playing at home, we're looking at Heavy Metal, issue 276. Yeah, nice. It even gets the cover feature. It's a pretty awesome. Yeah. Kevin Eastman, still publisher, editor-in-chief. So you know interesting. This has got to be near the end of his run. Yeah, 2015. Very cool. Good to go, Jimmy? I am. Gay Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. And uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash cartoonistkayfabe, I believe is the uh, URL. But hit the description in the video below uh, to join us in those ranks. And if you are there, you're watching us stammer through this live recording session that will be edited uh, and finally polished into a very amazing, beautiful video that you're watching right now. And the King K favors get all our videos before anybody else. But the vids are brought to you also by the books that we make. And uh, coming soon is the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus. 500 plus pages with 140 pages of new material. And uh, Red Room Crypto Killers. Issue 1 is being offered to your comic shop right at this moment. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Peach Momoko did a cover. Jimmy did a cover. We have a sketch cover for Issue 1 of Crypto Killers. And that is the Eddie P variant for uh, that comic. There are two existing trade paperbacks of Red Room out there today. Four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree, three X-Men Grand Designs, and one WYSIWYG. Jimmy, what books do you got coming out soon? Hulk Grand Design, The Plain Janes, and Street Angel Deadly Scroll Alive are out right now. My next book is Street Angel Princess of Poverty. That one will be out later this spring from Image Comics and will collect all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadly Scroll Alive, so it's the perfect companion piece. Round out that set on your in your collection. And uh, you can follow me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see lots more of my art, download out-of-print zines and mini-comics, and see the comics that I'm working on next. What else do we have going on with Cartoonist Kayfabe, though, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also underneath this video. Given those marching orders will be on our way. Read more comics.